Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank, Brave the Beginning, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It is your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian, with my trusty co-host, Harper LaBelle here on Gwinnett Business Radio on Business Radio X. How you doing there, Harper? Great. Good morning, Stephen. I think for a number of reasons, you are already happy and will be even happier because of our guests today. Ah, uh, yes. There's a couple of different ambiances that uh, go in with where they went to school and mm-hmm. affiliations, mm-hmm. and then and what profession. they do. Yes, yeah, and absolutely. What the, so we are we are thrilled to have uh, the Pete family from Kettle Rock Brewing. Before we get to them, I do want to remind. Harper and everybody else, many other reasons why we're happy. We're happy because we are broadcasting from the Gas South District uh, here in the Convention Center, and we're also happy to be bringing you Gwinnett Business Radio on businessradiox.com. We're also happy to be in the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios, and we're also happy that Gwinnett Business Radio comes to you because of Regions Bank. We all know that keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs, and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in Gwinnett. Discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking Regions Bank. Member. FDIC. All right. So we're happy about that. We're happy about the studio. We're happy about the show. And we're happy about our guests. We have Stephen Pete, Diana Pete, and Devin Pete, all from, not Pete Brewing, Kettle Rock Brewing. Pete family, welcome to the studio. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Very glad. All right. So Kettle Rock Brewing. I think it has to do with beer, but let me get out of the way. You guys decide who's going to answer the all-important first question. Tell us about the company and exactly what you guys do. Kettle Rock Brewing is a family-owned local brewery in Peachtree Corners, and uh, we are just shy of two years old right now. We'll tell you a little more about that later. Steve and Diana, you two, you guys are married. Yes. Okay. You have uh, Devin. You are their son. Indeed. And there are other family members. Uh, I believe there are four children total, and they all, at various points, work in the business. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So, Steve, let me ask you. It started two years ago. I kind of have a feeling it started with you and Diana. So talk about how it started. So it actually started in 2018. Um, we started talking about, gee, what could we do as a family business? And Actually, i got to jump in here. When you say it started in 2018, it actually started almost 10 years ago now with my older brother when we were at Georgia Tech. Uh, we were in the basement of my grandmother's house because she was closer and that's some, where we were Some living. people would call that the man cave, but they all had beards, so it was called the beard cave. Okay. And uh, my older brother spearheaded this idea of starting homebrewing. And so, of course, obviously in college there are reasons to have large quantities of beer. <laughs> 
Um, but we were also all at Georgia Tech, and it was a cool thing because you kind of combine this art and science, right? You've got the science of this is like very precise measurements. Timing is very important. Making sure you get every stage exactly right, very important. Write everything down. Scientific method. Uh, but there's also a lot of art in it and figuring out exactly what to drop in or what the you, ingredients are yeah if you taste it and you 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 try and identify oh that's not quite right well why why exactly what are you tasting that's not right and what part of the process might it have been and so we we did that and we iterated and it was you know it was for us it was a fun thing that we did obviously like i said we had lots of beer on hand for obvious reasons um well, and you, re you remember the the defining moment when they decided we've made it is when Taylor's girlfriend at the time reached into the beer fridge, passed the commercial beers to the one in the back, and Sterling said, oh, you can have any of those beers. No, this is the one I like. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. There, were, there were a couple of those types of moments uh, that, were, that were really funny because, like I said, we were making it for ourselves. And, of course, when you make a keg of something, it can, it can take a long time to get through it when there's a couple people. And... Believe it or not, you might get bored of the one taste, right. so you have to make several, and then you have several kegs that you're trying to get through, and you say, okay, well, maybe I'll bring this to a party, <laughs> and they'll help me get through it, and then we can make something else, or we can iterate on this recipe or whatever. And so, you know, you brought it to parties, and when you start out at anything, you're not always great at it, right? You, you make mistakes. It's, it doesn't come out exactly the way you want. And you get a bunch of people who take some, and they're like, oh, this is, this is good. And, you know, they hand it back, and maybe they don't go and get another one. That's fine. And so that was the first couple parties. And then after a couple parties, they wouldn't give it back, and they would go get another one. And you're like, okay, this is great. Like, it's going faster, which means we can make more, which is awesome. <laughs> and then you started having parties where people would say, oh, hey, I'm having a party. You know, I'm graduating, whatever. Um, can you bring some beer? And you're like, yeah, because it's cheaper if I bring the beer instead of you going and buying a keg from wherever. And then they started requesting specific beers. <laughs> I don't just want you to bring something. I want you to bring that grapefruit IPA. Which doesn't have any grapefruit in it. It's, it's a question of the ingredients, and especially with the uh, yeast, that makes it have that citrusy grapefruit taste. All right. And so, so you start getting these specific requests, and several, and they're not, they're, the kegs aren't coming back full at all. You know? <laughs> so it started becoming this thing where it's like, wait, I think people really like, they like this, but they really like this. And so that was one of the turning points for me. Um, Grapefruit IPA, we entered into a homebrew competition and won a medal for it. And Second place in the Swanee Beer Fest several years ago. How about that? Yeah. Those were, th that was yeah. the, the turning point when we said, hey, people really like, like people might commercially like this. So, so you started it kind of for fun. You started it uh, for the science and the art of it. You started it to have more beer with less overall cost, obviously a budgetary yeah, and, yep. and yep. that yep. kind a of CFO stuff. would of course agree right. to that, <laughs> so, which we know that's your role there, Steve, one of the roles you have, <laughs> but, and so, but then in your story, it starts to become a little bit of work. Hey, we're requesting, Hey, why don't you bring that? And now you—it's almost like you're you're working at it. So, so Steve, let me let me kind of bring you in. Although you've been bringing yourself into the right. conversation, it's almost like he's your son, and you feel yeah. like you can just talk over him. But, but so, so now go to that. You know, twenty. You guys decide. Okay, 
it's a big step to go from we're doing this for fun and people like it and people appreciate our work to now we're going to ask people to to part with their money just to drink it. So and and let me go back a year before well, that. You guys and, just keep changing the time on this <laughs> story. Yeah, what can I say? What can I, I just say? don't give you times have that, just in case. <laughs> you have to have that historical perspective. In 2017, the in Peachtree Corners, there was a homebrew club forming, and we heard about it. So Sterling Taylor and I, uh, the two oldest boys, decided, hey, let's go and see what it's about. And we were at the first meeting. So we're founding members of the PC Mashers Homebrew Club. If you want to read more about that, it's uh, pcmashers.com. And we meet on the fourth Tuesday of the month at Dog Days, which is right next to Kettle Rock Brewing. And uh, it's, it's, it's been fun to start that. Uh, Every homebrew club is a bottle share. Everybody's, you know, that's that's what you do. Our homebrew club has a style that we brew to, so that we can compare similar beers. Most of the most of the guys will be brewing to that one style for each month, so that we can compare that. And and everybody's wanting to get better, and so we're helping each other. And that's one of the ways that we can do that. And we kept getting better and better. One of our guys is vice pre- the vice president, Jay Brantley. When Beer Guides Radio did their thing and had a oh, the first time they had who's the home brewer of the year, he was nominated. He was voted to the home brewer of the year in Georgia. He was actually also nominated for every other category he could be, the first brew pub, the best brew pub, the best brewery, the best. Uh, but anyhow, that's kind of fun. But we all got better. We all got better. And in 2018, we started talking about it as a family business. And, you know, is that something we could do? Well, we're getting a lot better. And then Diana joined in and said, uh, gee, a family business, that could be fun. And then I also said, y'all need to go and learn a little more about the professional side of this. So they went to Vermont. Um, They had... Uh, a great time learning from some of the best in the country uh, in the country and uh, we talked a little more with each other and we said hey we can do this so when it goes from home to professional you know home you're doing it in the basement you're doing it in the basement of your grandmother's house while you're going to tech I imagine then there was going to y'all's home and and kind of doing it a little bit in your own home there was a lot of brewing in the garage yeah. <laughs> so is it that you had to find space and you got to go to commercial? I mean, kind of without going too much into too much detail, obviously families from tech, we could spend three hours, you know, talking about all that, but just what is, what was the, what were some of the biggest hurdles for anyone who's, who's a home brewer, who's even contemplated, you know, what were some of the biggest hurdles you guys faced to go from home brewing to now we're actually opening up a commercial brewery? You really have to wrap your head around the business end of things. Um, that's probably the hardest part of it. Um, as I was going to say the same thing. Like, and, and that this is true of any any small business, right? Yeah. It's the actual craft is very important. Like, you, of course, you have to have really great beer, but the hardest part is the business part because that's not what you're good at, right? That's not the part that you're practicing every day. And it's, you're not even thinking about that. And she talked about us going to this uh, seminar. Uh, Brew Your Own Magazine has a seminar every six months around the country. And the one in Vermont they had, and now it's a three-day thing ahead of it, 
but uh, at the time it was a two-day thing with Steve Parks doing how do you go from home brewing to uh, professional brewing. And he had a slide deck of 150 slides for two days, and I went through it twice before I got there thinking, no big deal, I'll bring my PC, I'll look through the slide deck. You know, I might take a note or two. I took 15 pages of notes because he did it the way you're supposed to do it. Here's a slide. Yap, 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 yap. Not just read the slide. It was great. But there was a lot of details in that. And, and scary. And, and it was scary. At the same yes. time. Yeah. And it, they went through everything, not just. I mean, there's the obvious, we're not homebrewing on a five-gallon, we're five-barrel, which is 331 times that size. But also, all the business aspects, the legal aspects, the finance aspects, all those different pieces go into it. And the good part of that is you learn that you need to have some support, so you build a team. You know, you're going to need your lawyer, you're going to need your brewery consultant, um, you're going to need your... uh, Lease broker, things like that. And the other thing that was cool, uh, I thought that was where you are going to go, is that uh, it turned out that our family had a lot of the individual skills. So no one person can do all of business. That's why we all have teams. And it worked out that our, our family had specialized in different places and in different ways. And uh, a lot of our skills were complementary in that way. So, like, I don't know nothing about building construction, but that's what my dad was doing for several years, 20 years, lots of years at work. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'm more on the marketing side, and so I'm, I, my job is more design-oriented, and so my sister and I are doing all the branding, all of the marketing, uh, everything uh, around that. And, and, then, and mom is much more on the artsy side, since she, she actually has an undergrad art degree. And uh, working with the architect and designers, and we all had an opinion. And actually, when we went to the architect, had here's uh, a, a program of what we're looking at. Here's some ideas, some pictures, some thoughts. Um, but between, especially Diana and and Krista, they did a whole lot with the architect and and pointing them, directing them the right way to get the feel of the space that hopefully are going to join us. Uh, not right after this, but uh, this Later is... Later today. But, <laughs> but yeah. this, this yeah. now she alluded to this. Actually, this is kind of funny because she said our second anniversary is coming up. It actually was last Sunday was the actual day that we opened two years ago. But this weekend we're having our second anniversary celebration. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. We've got our Adventure Club. We have some special things going on yesterday and today. And then tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're going crazy. Going crazy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Diana, as the founder um, and and I guess the matriarch, uh, one of the advantages I would see is that family, different from employees, an employee can say, I'm out. I really don't want to do this. I don't see the vision the same way. Or you're not paying me enough. Family's completely different. Everybody's in. Even though they may say, I don't agree with this, they're still family. Is that something that has made it easier for you to be able to kind of herd the cats all together and, and make this work? And we are doing this. We are all going to accomplish the goal and walk along the same page. How we get there might be a little bit different, but um, what's that been like for you? It's been great, and it's also difficult. You know, 
it, there are some hard parts to it. You're, you're not, you can't just let them go either. You can't just say, okay, you, you, I don't care what you think. <laughs> you, Agreed. You, uh, but we've got a problem to solve, so let's all solve it together. Exactly. And, and we may not all agree on the answer. Is that correct, too? That's exactly true. It's, 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 you have to agree to disagree. There's no doubt about that. Right. I, and, I think one of the big <clears throat> advantages is we have, depending on who you ask, I have 30 years of experience with these people. And, and it's just very hard to have that much of that much experience with any one partner, let alone six, right? So I have 30 years of experience with everybody but my sister, who for some reason I only have 28 years of experience with, yeah. right? Yeah, but that, you know where I, they live, too. And I know I, where they I, live. Yeah, that's live. right, exactly. food is. Exactly. I, yeah. And, Diana, is it similar to when you were raising the kids? You, there's, there's, you separate duties, you know, okay, here's, you guys are going to clean the bathroom, you guys empty the dishwasher, you get, and, and when you're running a business, you guys are going to handle that, you guys are going to handle that, and even when you delegate and all that as a family and as a business, sometimes you got to go, we got to come together, we got to talk about this. Right, well, you said the magic word there, you have to delegate. Yeah. Um, in any team, mm -hmm. you have to delegate, and um, the good news is when, when they're family, you, you really know you can depend on them. Mm -hmm. So you know they're going to be there. Um, so it, it's been, that part has been super great. It's been uh, stressful because it's hard to back up. But, you know, we've been having, we have weekly business meetings on Monday evenings. Every Monday since 2018, that, you know, many moons ago. Over, over a glass of beer? Uh, of, of course, course. Yeah. at least one or a pizza or a spaghetti. None of, or, well, you know, so well, we started yeah. out with food and then it took too long. So then we had to do it after <laughs> dinner, made sure everybody came fed. Uh, we're we're speaking with uh, Steve, Diana and David Pete with uh, Kettle Rock Brewing. Steve, as the financial officer, where, where was the point that you go, uh, we may need to get some more money or this is bigger. Um, we we're going to take this to the next level. Was there a point that you said what we have? in terms of our other professional finances, our investment, got to the point where uh, our, our vision is, is, is so beyond where we are right now. Well, that, that's actually kind of our COVID story, if you will, because we got started and we were talking with the banks and got approval uh, for our plan, uh, had our design docs, it went for construction, uh, went to GCs for estimates, got the estimates back in March of 2020. Oh, how great about that? Great timing. Oh, great time to go back to the bank and say, oh, by the way, you know, I'm ready to close the loan. I need some additional funding. That's okay. We're, we're shutting everything down. And, and they said, uh, well, there's only two problems here. One is we're not going to give you any additional money because, first of all, we're not going to give you any money. Oh, how about that? Oh, 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 wait a minute. Awesome. I'm, I'm ready to tell the contractor start, and you're telling me I have no money. So, yeah, we went back to so the drawing board I to went, get financing. So I went to three local banks, and each one of those were dragging their feet. It's like, okay, I need these forms and filled out and all this information. Pause, wait, crickets, crickets. Uh, and, but, hello? Oh, well, now I need these forms and this filled out. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Finally, our broker turned me on to another bank and was able to get the financing. He said, okay, we can make this happen. Of course, there was the, um, the, the, the government stuff happening, and that delayed a few things. So 
it it was it was stressful. It was stressful. All right. Well, let, let me talk about a. Let me shift and talk about something you guys will be a little more uh, nice to talk about. How's that? But we got the money. Right. Right. We got started. Right. We did open. Well, we that was that the nice. Right. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Kettle Rock Brewing. There's got to be a story behind the name. I'm thinking the media guy, but then it might be it's Diana's all, it's to the story. Matriarch, so. so hey, man. All right. Kettle Rock is a great name, don't you think? I love the name. Well, it turns out that our family has vacationed a lot in western North Carolina, in the Highlands area, um, and it turns out that, and that's a really cool place for us. That's a, our happy place, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, cool vibe, uh, mountainy, um, chill, you know, vacation. A lot and, of hiking places up there, a lot of trails. And there's a mountain there called Kettle Rock Mountain. A very minor mountain. Yeah, it's not a huge mountain, but we just, I drove by one day and I went, oh my God, this is our name. (laughs) It's our name because. The part that she's uh, leaving out there is the (laughs) two, three, four months before that. Oh "Oh my God, what are we going to name this? Yeah, naming is very difficult. Don't underestimate that. And at at the time, there were 7,000 craft breweries in the uh, United States. And if you want to be the blue brewery, no, there is one. You want to be the bear brewery, there's one of those. If you want to be, you know. What about the Pete? Did you consider that just with your last Uh, name? Well, we have a little conflict with Pete's coffee. Yeah. Yeah. How about Grandma's Basement, right? We could have that. That would have been. Oh, that would have been possible. Yeah. So the Beard Cave was actually the homebrew version yeah. label. Nice. So, but that just didn't. But you know, beer is brewed in kettles, and you know. Yeah. It, it's going to rock your taste buds. It, 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 oh, it nice. there it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> now, was there any argument with the family over the name, or did you just say, "I've got it"? Boom, that's it, and stamp it. We're, oh we're, no, we we're, all we all talked about it, but yeah. you know. By that time, it was well, like once, yeah. Once, once you brought it to the table, it was like, no, that's it. You, you, you're right. We got it. What was so? Here's the hard question: Was Kettle Rock? Did it win out over one or two other names, or were there a couple names kind of being bandied about? I'm sure there were many names that were discussed. There were oh, over a uh, hundred yeah. names, but was possible. it that once you brought back, you had the epiphany of Kettle Rock and said Kettle Rock and and this is why and it, because of the family connection and everybody's got those experiences yeah, it just felt they right. went ah there yep. we go yep. you that's, got it mom good that's job that's exactly right and we've yeah. actually met some of the folks that are on Kettle Rock Mountain since then they've come into the brewery going we know that name funny story this sounds like our <laughs> where we live and we're like we know <laughs> All right, now give us some money because okay. So let's talk about let's talk about the actual location and some of the beers. So for people who walk into Kettle Rock Brewing, paint a picture of what they're going to experience. What's it like, and and talk about some of the things that are available. Yeah. So one of the things that's really important to us when we when we opened, and uh, no fault to anybody uh, anybody out there, but when breweries were starting before the time that we were able to start. Uh, they were they were very limited in where they could start and the capital that they had to start with. And so there was a sort of running joke that breweries were all in industrial parks. They all had, you know, picnic tables and they all had really hard metal chairs. And, you know, you were driving around in unsafe areas trying to get your favorite craft beer. And not not to mention any of the weird laws that we had about you had to buy a ticket for a tour, like all that on top of that. Right. And so. When we started talking about this and thinking about us, we, we really thought about kind of this like this family room, cozy, comfortable uh, place that you want to go and relax, 
right? You know, we're not we're not we're not building the sports bar. We're not building this uh, this industrial super super utilitarian place. We want there to be somewhere for you to go and say, this feels like a vacation. This feels like I just came off the ski slopes. I'm gonna go relax and get a drink. Uh, and so that was that was kind of you know you're talking about the vision. Uh, that we had, and that, that was the vision that we were giving to the architects. Like this is this is where we're going with this. While we're picking all the materials and and kind of building all the different pieces, um, a mountain lodge kind of feel. People walk in all the time, and they'll say, "Wow, this looks like the Rocky Mountains." And we're saying, "Well, it's actually North Carolina Appalachian." Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. Would you say that in in the circle <clears throat> of your business development that there has been a point where you go gosh we need help and there's other breweries that have been able to assist with questions and oh, getting on to the next step and now you're discovering hey i'm just getting started myself can you give me some pointers are you receiving some of those absolutely uh, absolutely both both of those have happened we talk about the craft brewery uh, industry as being I use the word cooperation, which is something First Robotics has talked about. That may be our word of the day, cooperation. Yes, yeah, because I like that. The, the craft breweries, many, many, most of them, I mean, you know, I'll say 90, 95% of them are very cooperative. I've had a brewery say, hey, I ran out of nitrogen. Well, I've got a spare tank. You can take mine. I'll get one tomorrow. Um, th that happens. I've had a brewery recently say, I need some bottles. Some 500 milliliter bottles. Well, I have some. You can buy mine. Another one said we have some uh, uh, contract on hops, and I have extra hops. Oh, I'll go buy some. So all that sort of stuff has happened. It's, it's a but great, of course, my beer is better than theirs. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the, the reality when you think about the beer market is that 80 percent of all the beer that's sold and consumed is what we call big beer. And uh, you know, that's your 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 classic big names, right? And so when when we think about competition, that's the market that we want. We want you to not drink Bud Light, Miller Light, whatever, you know, pick big beer. Um, and drink craft beer instead because it's better, it's tastier. It's all those things, it's the experience about it. You know, stay local, come to your local brewery, hang out with your friends, hang out with your community, uh, make have have your birthday party there. And so because of that, you know, we're not trying to say don't go down the street to the other craft brewery and don't drink their beer because you can drink their beer and our beer. Just drink our beer and not big beer. <laughs> so what are what are the as far as the offerings kind of talk about the lineup uh, of beers that are offered? Are they seasonal? You know, what, what are the choices if I walk into uh, Kettle Rock Brewing? We definitely have three flagship beers. Um, they are. A um, fruited blonde, which is flavored with blood orange. There is float trip, which is a sessionable IPA, very citrusy. That's the one that had the that came from the homebrew recipe that won second place at Swanee. And also, our entry into the dark beer world is a wee heavy called Bear Tracks. Oh, my favorite. My personal favorite. When Sterling made that the first time, he nailed the recipe as a homebrewer. And I said, we have to have that on the kegerator all the time. And as soon as we started Kettle Rock, we have to have that on tap all the time. Boy, when you're a CFO, Stephen, you... you, you yeah, uh, what you, you want. Can, yeah, you... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, that, 
when Dad demands it, it's it's going to be there. Interesting. That's well, awesome. If Devin had said, however, we got to have that, then... However, yeah, I'm, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure your taste buds have said, nah, I like these two, and let's exper- experiment with it. Let's have a pumpkin spice flavor in the fall or some other things. We I do mean, that. We do that. Yeah, absolutely. We, we have an Oktoberfest beer for <laughs> Oktoberfest. Uh, so. Well, yeah, I was just going to say that after that, we branch out. I mean, this is not just what about what we like. We have customers... And we want to make sure that they're happy. These flag, these three flagship beers are flagship beers because our customers love them. Um, and I was going to let Devin sort of elaborate on some of the other beers because we in, in, have a wide variety. Including that collab. That's that's an important one to mention. Yeah, the, the one he's mentioning is the collab with the PC Mashers that we just did. It is, uh, it's an awesome Helles, which is a, a German beer. Um, and we just also won another award with that one at the Georgia Craft Brewers Fest, so it was really cool. Um, we and, also did and, a collab. And, okay, I, I've got to say a little more about Okay, that okay, okay. Oh, man, your dad just so, interrupting you. <laughs> so the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild had a festival several weeks ago, and they were promoting collabs between the different uh, breweries. So there were 40 collabs entered in the competition, which means... Obviously, by simple math, almost 80 breweries were involved because some of them did several collabs. And of those, there were nine in the lager category, and we won second place. Well done. With our homebrew club, which those guys were so excited because there were some others like A New Realm, uh, Still Fire, Cherry Street collab didn't medal, but we did. So there is cooperation, but when you beat them, that that's that's you, okay. You, you do you, you gotta, are allowed. You got to be excited. Have your moment. You got to be excited. All right, Devin, you were talking about some of the other, but the other choices. beers, Devin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that one's awesome. I was I was just gonna say, you know, as you'd expect, economic times have been difficult for the last couple of years, and we have been hard at work problem solving. And you know, I think that's you know, you talk about when you're home brewing versus professional. That's one of the big things, right? When you're home brewing and economic times are hard. You can make less, <laughs> or you could make the one that you really like, and that's it. Um, when you have business, you got to figure out how to move forward. That's that's the only way. And so we've been racking our brains and coming up with really creative solutions to problems that we we think and know that they offer some awesomely some like really great stuff for our customers. So uh, one of the things that we launched with, we created a sour and a seltzer. And, of course, you know, you think of seltzers, especially in 2020. Everybody had one. Everybody had whatever. And our innovation there was we decided to make it unflavored, just kind of that base normal taste, which some people like as is. Uh, And we got a bunch of syrups and allowed you to pick your flavor. And we can rotate those syrups as often as we want. So if one isn't super popular, we'll go find another one. If one is seasonal, we get the pumpkin spice one uh, in the fall. And that way, you really get to have the flavor that you want, not just the flavor that we happen to make that season, year, quarter, whatever. So it was a really cool innovation. You, you, you get lots of lots of different varieties and options there. Of course, in Georgia, having slushies over the summer, super awesome, very, very popular. Everybody loves being able to have a bunch of different flavors there too as well. Uh, and, and really, we just try and keep that innovation going in all the different parts of our business. So, of course, we've started a barrel wage program in the for the uh, second anniversary. We've got a couple barrel-aged beers being released. 
Spoiler alert, they're amazing. Uh, you, you're definitely going to want to go. If, if you like barrel-aged beers, go today, because one of them is going to run out basically immediately. We have a barrel of it. Um, that we, we recently uh, started looking into uh, how, can we, how can we do spirits. Again, you know, we're talking about the our somewhat archaic laws in Georgia, and one of them is that the, a brewery can't do anything that is over 13.9, has to be under 14% uh, alcohol. And so, of course, any spirit is above that. And to do a spirit, you have to get a liquor license, you have to become a distillery, you have to start up this whole other part of your business, you have to buy a still, all these other things. And that just wasn't in the cards in the economic uncertain times. So, again, we were brainstorming. We were trying to figure out how can we, how can we get customer, help customers that want this type of thing. You know, we have people who come in all the time with either they're with their significant other or they are looking for something lighter in, like, volume or taste as opposed to maybe alcohol um, or just maybe they don't like beer and they're, like, with someone. And so we're trying to figure out how we can help serve these people. And we landed on this idea of taking that seltzer that we had and brewing it to 13.9% and using that as the base for cocktails. And it worked surprisingly well. We, it was crazy. We, uh, we went and did a taste test, which was a lot of fun. I'm, I'll invite you next time. Um, but we did this taste test where it was like, all right, we're going to mix a bunch of our classic cocktails and figure out how how much we have to change these recipes. Mm. And a lot of times we didn't have to change them at all. You know, we just threw the lime, the orange, the triple sec, whatever it was in there and got the cocktail and it tasted very much like you'd expect it to taste with that, with that seltzer base. And so that's a, again, a cool, unique kind of way to approach that problem and diversify our lineup and, and serve more customers uh, that we've been, we've been trying to do. Speaking of serving customers, real quick, Diana, as the founder, you, what's the next step of growth for you guys? And how do you make sure, is it just, do I need to come in to the shop, so to speak? Or will deliveries be available? And how are we going to be able to get access to the product? Well, that's a very good question, because we are moving forward That with that. We've just started, we've dabbled in distribution a little bit. In Georgia, you have to follow the three-tier system, uh, except for the... Um, what we can sell out of the tap room. So we will be, we're distributing now to some local restaurants and um, we hope to move into that in a, in a bigger way as, as we grow. And I'll, I'll jump in and say that the best way for that to grow, if anybody's out there and has had Kettle Rock beer and likes it or has some Kettle Rock beer and likes it, the best way for that to grow is to go tell your favorite bar, restaurant, whatever, that you want Kettle Rock on tap. Because that's how it works, right? You know, they have to request it right. from the distributor, et cetera. It goes through the system, all, you know, kind of backwards. But that showing that there's demand is the key way to help that growth happen. Hey, all restaurants, reduce the amount of big beer you have and have more. Right, local uh, craft beer. Yeah. Local craft yeah. beer. Yeah. Uh, I have some bad news and some good news. The bad news is I've got to wrap up the show. But the good news is when we wrap up the show, we can all go to Kettle Rock Brewing and enjoy uh, a nice uh, a nice IPA and, and some of the nice beers that you guys have. So uh, I want to rapid fire ask some questions for those that have listened so long. I, I've enjoyed this conversation about science, art, and business. Business, all mixing together to make a nice, great beer. So, first off, uh, give us the exact location of where Kettle Rock Brewing is. 6025 Peachtree Parkway, which is in Peachtree Corners. Okay. 
And if you're coming north on Peachtree Industrial, where mm-hmm. it splits into Peachtree Parkway, we're at a third traffic light on the left, catty corner from the Marriott Hotel. If you happen to know where that is, at the corner of Jaybird Alley and Peachtree Parkway. That's a great description. Uh, somebody give me the hours. Well, we're open Tuesday through Sunday. Um, on the weekdays, it's 4 to 10. On Saturday, it's 12 to 10. Okay. On Sunday, it's 1 to 8. I like the way we're going down the line. So, Devin, I'm going to ask you, you guys are not only open those hours, but talk about uh, we're, we're listening. business owners are listening, business leaders are listening. We, there was a mention of birthday parties, some of the special event stuff. Talk about your availability for special events or, or non-standard, you just come in and grab a beer. Yeah, totally. We do special events all the time. All you have to do is go to our website at kettlerockbrewing.com slash events or go to, uh, or uh, send us an email at kettlerockmarketing at gmail.com. And it's, it's really, really flexible. So there's lots of opportunity. You can do completely private parties and buy out the whole place. You can have semi-private parties. Uh, you can just come and celebrate your birthday. Uh, you can do buy tabs. You can do everybody has their own tab. There's like all sorts of different options. We really customize it to what you want, what your budget is, and and what you're trying to do. So you started with beards in a basement, and you've now gotten to the point where you're really listening to people and and, and listening to what they're saying and try to meet their needs when it comes to having a good time and, and not just getting sauced, but actually enjoying a, a good beer with good good times and good people. And Absolutely. Di- and I would want Diana to talk about one of the special kinds of events that we do, which is fundraising. Okay, so Steve has now gone from talking over his son and mm-hmm. kind of interrupting. Now he's interrupting the hosts and like hosting the show. <laughs> I mean, man, Steve, like you run your own brewery or something. Well, so I'm just kidding. I'm just uh, totally, I'm totally, totally ribbing you. So yes, so, ta- uh, so Diana, he asked a great question. And I talked over it. Now you forgot what it was. <laughs> so right, ask it again, Steve. Okay. I ruined the show. I've, I've heard that there's some fundraising opportunities oh, yeah. at Kettle Rock Brewery. We, uh, yes, absolutely. We do, <laughs> we do spirit nights for uh, school organizations like PTAs and uh, any other kind of nonprofits. We also um, we do personal events you know, for birthdays and things like that. But we also do corporate events. And we've even been moving into some corporate retreats for daytime events so we'd love to you know expand in that area we have a lot yeah, of come have options your quarterly offsite yeah at kettle rock have a business meeting and you know put your put your stuff up on a projector talk about all all your great numbers this quarter and then at lunch have a beer with it because after all it takes too long for the food to get there of right course, so course. why not just have it with beer? by the way steve that was a fantastic question <laughs> very well done <laughs> thank you uh uh, Steve, Sometimes Diana, I get lucky. yeah, yeah. Steve, Diana, and Devin Peak from Kettle Rock Brewing. Thank you guys so much for being here. And my very last question: Give the names again of the other family members who couldn't be with us today, but are very involved in the company. That would be uh, Sterling, is the oldest, and Taylor, and then Devin, who's here, and Krista, who's in Denver right now. Sterling's actually in Houston at the Johnson Space Center. And we'd love to invite everybody to come to our anniversary this weekend. We are going to have a chainsaw carver on Saturday afternoon. So please come see him. He's one of the best in the country. He's amazing. Uh, His name is Chad Ganey. You can look him up online. Um, We also are going to have the opportunity for customers to do axe throwing on Sunday afternoon from 2 to 5. Axe throwing and beer. What could be better? I was thinking, what could go wrong? Super (laughs) exciting. Super (laughs) exciting. And also we'll have some other vendors and... 
uh, food from dog days. So we're really looking forward to a great time and great music on Friday and Saturday night. So it's Kettle Rock Brewing, 6025 Peachtree Parkway. Check out their website, kettlerockbrewing.com. I'm sure you can search Kettle Rock Brewing on all the social media platforms. Absolutely. Because that's one of the things Devin does. The Pete family, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate you guys you coming to the awesome. studio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for we hosting appreciate us. appreciate you having us. Well, we've uh, had a great experience here. Some people don't have a great experience when they're looking at a new car. Subaru would like to make that different for you. You can enjoy the hassle-free experience of Subaru and the big savings that they have as well, where people love to get you your next car. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com. You can visit them on site. They are on Satellite Boulevard. In the Duluth area near the uh, Gwinnett Place Mall, you can... Steven likes to go with uh, smoke signals. I'm kind of a Morse code guy. Whatever it is, they'll find a way to get in touch with you to talk about the next vehicle that you might be wanting to purchase. Subaruofgwinnett.com. Join their family today or come in and see the difference. How did you know I, I know how to do smoke signals? Well, it's uh, economical, right? A little, not uh, really. It's it, it's not. They've got some privacy issues with the smoke signals, but uh, you know, it, I, but it's yes, cost effective. You it's are great correct. Yeah. Subaru of Gwinnett has helped me and communicated with me via smoke signals. Yeah. And you on Morse code, they they responded to your message. Yeah, I'm going carrier pigeon next. Uh, that's a that's another. Yeah. Do you ever one? have the blue uh, ink from the carbon paper back in the day when you were you know Listen, the blue ink? My mom you? was a sixth grade teacher for thirty years. I remember the smell of the ditto machine. How about I, that? I got to the oh, point yeah. where I was allowed to change the liquid oh, yeah. in that and was told, "Don't let that get on your skin." And I'm like, "But we touched it after it comes through the machine." So yeah, yeah, it was uh, the glue smell. Also, oh. uh, there's certain things at school that. Uh, it, it'll it'll stick with you for, yep, for a long, long time. Ab- well, okay. So, but all that right. little tick that you have—that's not that you know. You're 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 getting better. You're you, you know. Just, <laughs> it's don't touch this. It's the doctor toxic, the doctor but, said it can't well, get any worse as long as I stay away from mimeograph and yeah, ditto machines. But it's it's child safe. Yeah, absolutely. The purple ink that comes out. All right. So we've uh, we've we've talked about that. The only thing left to do is enjoy a, a great glass of beer. So Harper and I are going to go do that. We're going to do it with. Uh, our producer, Dan, and also with Mike. So for the whole crew here from Business Radio X, this is Stephen Julian saying we will catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio.